Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Welcome back to Anchored In Always. So it's almost a new year, new possibilities, fresh starts, hopes, and dreams for something different, maybe even better. So why do you feel so overwhelmed by it and not just excited? What's preventing you from stepping into your God-sized intention this year? What obstacles are hindering you and how do you move past them so you can press on toward that vision? Maybe you feel stuck because you're not even sure what that vision actually is. Let's talk about that together in today's episode. So for a long time, I would always set a New Year's resolution and then start strong and eventually fade back to my normal routine after a few months. Then I started doing a word for the year. What word do I feel like God is laying on my heart to focus on? Well, I don't think that there's anything wrong with either of these ways of approaching the new new year. I didn't find it helpful for me, though, for lasting change in my life. I talk about recovery a lot on this podcast because it has been so instrumental in bringing real lasting change, not only in my behaviors, but also in my mindset, and not just in the steps themselves. Anyone can find sobriety in their area of struggle for a period of time, but true lasting healing and recovery comes from a growing relationship with your higher power, Jesus. So as I was reflecting on that and giving him the glory for the changes that I've seen in my own life and marriage, I realized for me, this has to be my intention, first and foremost this year. Following Jesus, seeking his will above my own, seeking his approval, which I already have, just as I am. You see, I don't know if anyone listening can relate, but for so long I've struggled with comparison. Success to me looked like striving, hustling, and achieving. But if I'm being honest, those approval, whose approval was I really seeking, God's or the world's? If I measure success by growing numbers or a following, then am I truly desiring to bring glory to myself or to God? Man, that's a gut check for sure, or maybe even a heart check. Do I trust that God really does have a plan for my life and that using the gifts, talents, and experiences, and even the resources that he gave me to serve him for the kingdom good is what will ultimately bring me peace, joy, contentment, and fulfillment? So how do we do that? How do we really know? Matthew 6.33 tells us, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. That's where setting your intention comes in. Truly looking at your goals, plans, and dreams, and measuring them next to the truth of God's word. Asking yourself, honestly, am I seeking his kingdom and righteousness with my life? Does my calling or vision for my life line up with his word? If we look at Jesus' life and ministry, He modeled it perfectly for us. He wasn't hurried, hustling, and striving. He had a clear calling and purpose, but he moved toward it with a peaceful pace, resting and praying often. So many times in scripture, we see where he pulled back to spend time with the Father so that he could fill up. And yet here I am struggling to rest, 
and finding myself constantly thinking, planning, and doing something like it all depends on me to make it happen. Isaiah 26.3 reminds me, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. So if I trust that he created me in his image, then I am more than enough for whatever he has for me. The enemy wants to distract us, distract us keep us from our God-given calling, because that is where we will make the greatest impact and have the most peace. And he definitely doesn't want that for us. So how do we keep our minds steadfast on Jesus? What would it look like if I followed Jesus' example and, and pace? If I slowed down, trusting that his will, his plan for my life will happen and in his timing. When we try to move faster or accomplish more to get to that vision or that outcome quickly, that's when anxiety begins to take place in our lives. Philippians 4, 6-7 reminds us, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. True growth in our lives and in our spirit is measured by the fruit in our lives, not the earthly physical fruits of more income or more likes and comments and downloads or whatever it is that you're seeking, but the fruit of the spirit, more outpouring of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control in our lives. I believe that what we cultivate, where we put our intention, will grow, but that's not always a good thing. Contrary to what our culture tells us, when we put our intention on ourselves and what we can accomplish, we are actually limiting our potential that much more. The more I focus on my own agenda, and especially if it doesn't line up with God's plan for my life, the more I feel unfulfilled and less joyful. We keep chasing after what we think will make us happy, and then when we actually achieve it or even maybe part of it, we realize it's not everything we thought it would be. But that's because it was never intended to fill a void that only walking in God's calling for your life can do. So what do you truly want? What do you really believe God wants for you, his beloved? We know our purpose because if you're a believer, all of us really have the same purpose, to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves, to share the gospel, to live it out daily, and to meet the needs of hurting people, both tangibly and spiritually, by being the hands and feet of Jesus to those he puts in our path. For me, that looks like slowing down on my agenda and being more present in today, with an open heart and open hands, asking God, what do you have for me today to serve you, to bring you glory? How can I make an impact for the kingdom? What's my next right step? We are often so busy planning for tomorrow that we miss the moments, the gifts that he has for us in today. Now that doesn't mean that we can't have vision or goals, but if all of our time, energy, and focus is in reaching those goals and we begin to feel exhausted, overwhelmed, and anxious, then we are making it more about us and less about him and we're not following peace. If the pursuit of those goals causes us to conflict with our own priorities, then we are not following peace. God doesn't need my performance. He wants my obedience. He doesn't really need me to accomplish his will. It's a gift that he allows me to be part of his plan at all. So why do I still struggle with it? Why do I know that in my spirit, but then in my flesh, I still need that I still feel this need to strive, to be noticed, recognized, and approved of. Does that really bring me joy anyway? 
If you're listening today and you are resonating with any of this, feeling discontent or stuck, or maybe anxious, maybe it's time to set your intention for 2022. Are you following peace or living with purpose, but at the pace of Jesus? And what might that look like for you? I believe it starts with slowing down. And for some of us, that is scary. If I slow down, will I fail? Will I get behind? Philippians 1.6 tells us, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So what should your confidence be in? It says in that verse that being confident of this, and then it tells us that he being God, who is the one who created you, numbered your days, knows every hair on your head, sent his son to die for you so that you could actually have real purpose and meaning in life and eternity in his presence. He, not you or anyone else, will. And that means that it's a promise, not that he might, but he will complete his good work in your life. It also doesn't say that he will complete your good work, but it says he will complete the work he started in you. So this was the first, or the verse that I chose at the beginning of my course to become a Christian life coach. And I know God laid it on my heart because he knew that I would need this reminder that it wasn't about me. He began a good work in my life. And although it, it all hasn't felt good or looked good in my flesh or to the world, he promises that upon completion, it will be good. After I graduated, though, I began to feel anxious and overwhelmed because I started trying to complete his plan myself and make it about me, what I wanted or what I thought it should look like. I was running ahead of the one who had the blueprint of my life and then wondering why I felt so overwhelmed. His plans are for my ultimate good, for kingdom good, and mine are often selfish and temporary. I wasn't following peace and the peace of Jesus and the pace of Jesus. And so even if I could do it on my own strength, it would not be the completed work of God in my life. And therefore, although I may achieve some level of worldly success, which might even bring some temporary happiness, I would never experience the deep joy, contentment, and peace of walking in his good plan for my life. We actually talked about this thing called the imposter syndrome in my coaching course because it's a very real thing and a huge stumbling block for so many people who are really desiring to step out and move toward their calling. They are tired of the status quo and just working to have income, but instead want to step out in faith. They still may be afraid, but they're willing to take the risk. And often as we do this, the enemy will get in our head and whisper, you are not enough. You will fail. No one will listen or read it or buy it. And often we listen to that voice, looking away from the calling or vision God placed on us and comparing ourselves, our lives, our work to other people. And then we begin to feel like we don't measure up. Look what she's doing. What does he have that I don't? What am I doing wrong? And then we start to get into a hustle or strive mentality. And that's exactly where we stop following peace and anxiety, exhaustion, and overwhelm start to take place. This is not the abundant life Jesus called us to. No one can fulfill your calling, just like no one can fulfill my mine but me. Only we can accomplish what God has planned for us, but it has to be in his strength and timing. Today is the day and now is the time. He's calling you to something different, something better. Will you step out in faith or stay stuck in fear? If you're ready to get off this hamster wheel of striving for something that really may not be yours anyway, and instead set your intention this year on seeking what God is calling you to do, then let's do it.
What's stopping us? Let me pray over you today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for creating each one of us in your image. That alone makes us worthy of the calling you have placed that only we can fulfill in our lives. I pray for the person listening today who is feeling stuck, who knows there is something better, different, more fulfilling that they should be doing, but are unsure of what that is or how to move in that direction. I pray for clarity and discernment for each of us as we start this new year to set our intentions on you first and foremost, trusting that as we seek you, you will complete your work in our lives, which is what will ultimately bring us lasting joy, peace, and contentment, no matter what the world says or what our circumstances are. It's in your powerful name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hey friend, are you feeling stuck? Maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life. As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling in your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com or go to bit.ly forward slash anchored in discovery to schedule your free 20-minute discovery session with me to see how we can partner together. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored in Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms. Thank you.